Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, episode 63 of the Keep It Sports podcast. We are your hosts, Keep It Lou and Keep It Juan. What's what, good? What's good? What's good? What's good, bro? How, how, yo, look, so just to get it out of the way, yesterday was our Keep It Sports fantasy basketball draft. Um, I had the second pick. Juan, what pick did you have again? Five? Four? Uh, four, four. Four. Not bad. Not a bad slot. Um, I, I really quick, just let's just get it out of the way right now. Truthfully, how do you feel about your team? How do I feel about my team? Well, um, I am gonna feel a lot better after this trade goes through. Um, <laughs> on draft night, I did do a trade, so I ended up drafting Bradley Beal, um, Wiggins, and um, Arthur Simons, and I actually traded all three of them, and I'm getting in return CJ McCollum, Ben Simmons, and Michael Porter Jr., which I think that's gonna help me a lot. But I'm I'm very happy with my number four pick. I, low key, I wanted him being. But, you know, our boy Mark, he picked him up at three. So, I'm happy with Luca, man. Yeah, I mean, that's that shit. You would have gone wrong either which direction because they're both going to put up numbers for you, double-double machines. Luca, damn near almost a triple-double machine at times. But me having the second pick, I had to go with the best player available. Um, and that was Nikola Jokic, another oh, triple-double machine. That should have been the number one pick. I don't know. I don't know. Hey, 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 look, I'm, I'm not going to argue with it. I would have picked him one if I had number one. Um, it was always it, it was between Giannis ended up going number one, um, being picked by our boy uh, Dwayne. So you know can't go wrong with that either. But I I think the safest pick I want would have been uh, Nikola Jokic. So now, how how do you feel about the rest of your team? Honestly, I um I'm not I'm not too like I'm not I'm not down on myself. I I think I have a nice. Well-rounded team, I think, um, for fantasy-wise, obviously. Um, this is, I feel like this is the first time I've picked a team that I feel like through and through, for the most part, fantasy points, like to give me points in fantasy. I think I got good guys. Um, I, I picked up a lot of guys that I was observing throughout last year because last year I didn't, I didn't do good at all. Um, so I, I feel like, you know, I, I ended up taking a gamble on Paolo Bancaro. I did end up picking him, so... Back the fuck off to anybody who's going to start judging me when hearing that. But I picked Apollo, and I ended up getting Franz Wagner, okay? I got two Magic players on my team, and that is it. That was my limit, okay? I had a chance to pick up Cole Anthony. I skipped that. So, but I did end up picking up uh, with my very last pick, and I was super hyped about it, um, was our boy, um, uh, the one and only active Boricua player in the NBA, Jose Alvarado. I had to get him on my team. I'm hoping that he could put put up numbers for me. Um, I'm not expecting him to be like my main guy because obviously you, it, it's pretty logged up in the guard position over there in New Orleans as well. But I know he's going to get PT. Um, so I'm hoping that he's going to actually be a sleeper for being the last pick for my yeah, team. I mean, you can't you – can't... for the last pick, I mean, you can't go wrong with him. Um, I mean – it's a hit or miss, but you're not expecting a lot from the last pick in the draft. So I mean, that's a good pick. Yeah. Um, for me, um, I'm glad that we ended up. I ended up getting our boy Nikola Vucevic. 
Um, so Vooch, Vooch is coming to uh, the Luka Magic squad. Um, <laughs> and then um, I got my boy Jordan Poole. Yeah, I mean, that. what did I the, put in our the, group chat? I was like, it the, was inevitable for Juan to get Poole. <laughs> it was just a matter of time. And I really thought somebody else was going to end up getting him. That's just our, to fuck with you. That's our, uh, that's our future of Magic, man. So Yeah, no, get him, get him started early. Yeah, and Luka too. Yeah, that would be a bro. What? <laughs> um, I did end up getting Shy Gilgis Alexander as well. So that uh, another could be a sleep. It could be a could be a sleeper. I got the Miami Heat squad. I mean, Jimmy Butler and Adebayo. Yeah, yeah. I got so. Anthony Edwards, uh, Tyrese Maxey, Clay Thompson, Jer- uh, Jeremy Grant. So Herb Jones, another guy from the Pelican squad that I it, that people, the casuals won't understand what this guy puts up numbers on it when it comes to fantasy and even what he does out on the floor but either which way i feel like it, it, no bias like bias on the side i feel like everybody except for you know who um you can say names in this podcast you can say names yeah right right we don't we don't shy away from shit we love so, we love you ariel we, we yeah, really love hey, you Shout out our boy Ariel, man. This I mean, guy. you got the whole IR squad in your team, bro. The whole your whole team is injured. Yeah, bro. You call him the IR squad, bro. <laughs> that whole team is so derailed with injuries. It's fucking <laughs> hilarious. He's so confident too that that they're still gonna be like, he's still gonna be competing. He got, I'm, he I'm got hoping. Marco Fools, Jonathan Isaac, just right there alone. I mean, yeah, no, it, it, he was he's super confident in them boys. That's for sure. Hey, who knows, man? You'd be surprised. We've seen yeah, crazy thing happen, but... that, that's the thing with fantasy. You just never know. You could think on paper you could have the best squad, and if they're not putting up the like the within the point system in fantasy, they they could do numbers out in real life, but it's not always going to translate in basketball in fantasy. So, right. um, but I like you know going back to what I was saying. I feel like everybody has a well-rounded team. I feel like this is probably the best draft overall that we've had in fantasy basketball in a very long time where everybody, like at this point, it can go either which way. No one has a surefire number one team. Correct. You typically have like one guy that has like three or four right. number one players. This year, everybody drafted teams, well. All 10 teams have a shot. So it's going to be a fun season. Looking forward to it. But yo, let's give the people what they want, man. Yeah, NBA. bro. Let's, let's jump right into it. The uh, the NBA 2022 season is right around the corner next week um i believe it's on tuesday if i'm not mistaken yes next tuesday october 18th so we're recording this october 13th on a thursday so next week tuesday the 18th um will be tip off for the nba and it's gonna it's gonna start off right on um on espn i mean on tnt the the way it should be with the best commentary squad with Shaq, ernie um well, I'm drawing a blank, bro. Kenny and Charles, bro. Kenny and Charles, bro. Wow, holy shit, man. Damn. But the best in the business, no way to start the – no better way to start off the season. Uh, uh, back-to-back matchup, um, doubleheader. We got Philly going up against Boston. We already know how that uh, rivalry is, so that should definitely be fun. Both teams looking – I mean, for the most part, Philly's the same. But Boston with the whole Ime Udoka situation – um, let's see how that team's going to translate the addition of Mar- uh, Malcolm Brogdon. Um, and then after that, to finish off the night, it is going to go with um, the ring ceremony over there in Golden State, um, going against LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers. So what a way to start off the season, right? Um, and honestly, let's just, since we're going to start off in that route, let's stay, let, let's talk about that division. Let's start off with the Eastern Conference Atlantic division where, 
the Philadelphia 76ers and the Boston Celtics will play in that first game at 8 o'clock. Um, but let's start with the Boston Celtics. We didn't talk about it last week. Um, towards the end of the pod, we kind of spoke a little bit of the NBA with the preseason and whatnot. But I want to I wanna, I wanna talk about what you think the expectations and, the, and what the Celtics' realistic target goal is going to be for this upcoming season without, well, without being coached by Ime Udoka. Well, listen, um, Udoka's the big reason why they made it to the finals, right? We can all agree on that. He made a, he, He's changed the culture, or he added on to the culture they already had, obviously with his experience on their pop and bringing that, bringing that winning mentality over to, to Boston. That helped the team. But they're a team that just made it to the finals. You have to think the year after, even without Udoka, it has to be championship or bust. Um, I mean, you just don't go to the finals and what you were, they were up at one point. They were they up two to one? Who? They were up, Boston, Boston was up two to one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They were up two to one. So literally they were two games away and ended up losing three in a row. So if you're two away, games away from winning the finals, you have to think the next year, you have to think championship. I mean, you at least make it to the finals. I mean, the East is definitely going to be harder this year. I'll tell you that. Oh, 1000%. But, I mean, if you're Boston, your mentality has to be championship. Not first round, not second round, not Eastern Conference championship. Your mentality should be finals. Now, do they have a team to make it to the finals? Well, let's, let's, let's look at their squad. Who who did they gain this year? So, they got Brogdon. They got Brogdon. I don't think they really lost a key, any key members of that team. I mean, that no real big addition outside of Brogdon. No big – but they also didn't lose anybody big either. Right, Exactly. So if you think about if you think about the team they have, one thing that I feel like is is gonna be a big question mark. It got us only the beginning of the season, but Robert Williams being out the first month, yep. month and a half, um, how is he gonna come back in when he comes back from that injury? Is he gonna be the same Robert Williams? Who's yeah. gonna fill in while he's out? Well, um, uh, well, that's a good that's a good note. Um, who's gonna fill in? And, and you have you have you have. Oh, and Blake Griffin. They signed Blake Griffin, too. Exactly. I was going to say they signed Blake Griffin. But but is he really going to make a difference? Hey, look. You know me. I'm always – I always play devil's advocate. And I never want to say, like, oh, no, like, you know, this player's ass. Like, he's going to – Blake Griffin always shows glimpses. And I think it's always system. And I think um, it's how they utilize that player. So, I would like and hope to see Blake Griffin not become the Blake Griffin we once saw over there in L.A. I want to see the Blake Griffin that could just... If you can get the Detroit Pistons, Blake Griffin, um, and this was when he was playing, and actually, you know, a key part of that rotation, he was putting up numbers and helping them stay in contention in games. Obviously, they didn't win a lot of games. They didn't look good at all as a team overall while he was there. But regardless, he was still available. He still made a difference on the floor. Um, but he can't do it all, right? And he was never the guy to do it all on the team. He was never no- the number one option on the team. So he could potentially fill in that role of just being that defensive paralysis and out on the court and being that aggressor, drawing fouls, all that good stuff. Now, another key member of that team that I thought was a great pickup that hurt them when they lost him was Danilo Gallinari. Um, he ended up getting hurt, and he's expected to miss a significant amount of time for this upcoming season, but I felt like if maybe he would have been playing, that could have helped them a lot. Uh, spacing the floor, uh, knocking down threes. Um, but yeah, now this is where this is now the time for Grant Williams to step up into that role. 
if you you know agree with me or disagree with me, uh, I think that Grant this all goes back on Grant Williams. He's if been a part get, of that team. If they can get playoff Grant Williams, twenty four seven. Yeah, you can't just wait to get the Grant Williams in the playoffs. You got to have him throughout the whole entire year. I want to see a big improvement coming from Peyton Pritchard. Um, J.D. Davidson, the rookie that they ended up getting from Alabama, he looked really good in summer league. Uh, he looks, you know, body wise. I mean, summer league, bro. Come on. No, nah, bro. But the but the guy the guy is to me. Summer you're league. you're you're training with Marcus Smart. You know what I mean? In in that he he has that dog mentality. So they have the right like again they have the right pieces. Can now Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown being the leaders of that team and you, hey, you just said, that. you just said the two most crucial pieces of that of that team. It's all gonna come down to what Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum do. Everybody else, they they have to do their 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 part, right? But it's all gonna come down to can they have another amazing season like they did last season? Can they coexist again? Um, you know, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum have they've always been talking about can they coexist? Can they coexist? Well, last year they proved that they could. Now, can they do that consistently? Yep. Well, we're gonna have to find out. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. But sticking now with that same conference, yeah. now let's move over to the, their opponent for that night, and that's gonna be the Philadelphia 76ers. A lot of expectations from them, that's for sure. If we're gonna talk about expectations and what you know, what a team should do, um, I say Philly has more of that pressure on them than than Boston does, despite the situation that they got going on. You know, they ended up getting James Harden in the middle of the year with that blockbuster trade with uh, with Brooklyn. So you you got the emergence of the young stud Tyrese Maxey. You ended up getting they ended up getting Montrez Harold, the Anthony Melton in the beginning of the of this off season. Draft uh, night. Who else? PJ Tucker's another. Wasn't a draft night. Uh, who with who? Uh, the uh, Anthony Melton. They got him well, on draft night. Well, it was, yeah, draft night because uh, Danny Green also went over there, and I think yep. they one of their draft picks that Memphis has was part of that trade. Mm-hmm. Um. You 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 still got Tobias Harris on that team. They added PJ Tucker. That's another uh, Daryl Morey, um, James Harden guy. They still kept Matisse Thybul. They added Daniel House. They still got four four Kent Korkmaz. Uh, they you know for the most part they they got everybody. They kept the main guys, and just added dudes that that have to just play their role. What do you think about the Philadelphia 76ers and what realistic goal do you expect for them? Uh, if I'm completely honest with you, um, I see Philly as a middle of the pack in the Eastern Conference. Maybe four or five. That's probably the that's probably what I currently have them ranked. Maybe four or five. Maybe could drop down to even six. But between four and six is where I have them currently. I don't see them in the plane. I think they I think they'll avoid the plane. But I think they're just right there in below below the 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 top tier. You feel me? Right. Um. And the reason why I have them like that is because, first of all, we gotta see the help of 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 Joel Embiid. We gotta see the help of uh, James Harden. They haven't played a full season together yet. Nope. So we need a full season of James Harden, a full season of, um, of Joel Embiid. Let's see. James Harden apparently lost eighty pounds or something, or hundred pounds, or some crazy, crazy extreme number. I I don't believe it, but he does look more. He does look slimmer. He does look slimmer. He looks slimmer, but I don't know about hundred pounds. No, I mean that's probably over exaggeration. But I mean James Harden losing hundred pounds, the guy's gonna look sick. So I mean he he's he's gonna look. You remember when he when he came, when he was in the best shape of his life, and I think was like his second or third year in Houston. He looks he looks in shape. 
Yeah, no, no, that's what I'm saying. But like when we saw him lose all that baby fat in about that second or third year in Houston, we were like, what yeah. the fuck? But then that's where he became James Harden. You know what I'm saying? That's when he had that MVP season. Um, he was balling. So, you know, obviously that was a, a, a significant amount of years ago. So now, okay, he, am I expecting him to be the same guy? No, but can he, that losing the amount of weight that he did lose, whether it was 60, 70, 80, 90, 100 pounds? Now here, here's where, here's, Here's what where I come in. So James Harden, I don't believe I don't I don't I've never seen James Harden being the same James Harden that he was back then. No. Um that's obviously out of the picture. I, can he still contribute to the team? Absolutely. Joel Embiid, I expect them if they if they're gonna go as far as Joel Embiid takes them, right? Because that is their that is their their star, that is their uh you know, should have been MVP. So um not, not taking anything away from Jokic, but Joel Embiid should have been MVP or at least been in contention for the MVP, which he was. But I think, aside from Joel Embiid, I I, I don't think Joel, James Harden is the second most important piece of this team. Nope. We all I believe the second most important piece of this team is Tyrese Maxey. 100%. I was just Tyrese Maxey is, I mean, I don't know if you've seen him in preseason, Ball. but he looks good. It looks really good. And, looks really and good. <clears throat> there was an interview I saw, um, you know, sorry to cut you off, but it was a, it, since we're talking about Tyrese Maxey, it was an interview I saw and um, it was an all access um, thing that they were doing during the, during training camp. And it was with Philly and Doc Rivers was getting interviewed and they asked him what, what he thinks about Tyrese Maxey. And I'm just paraphrasing here. He didn't say this word for word, but you know, he was saying things along the lines that he needs to step up and, and think to himself that he's that second guy on this team. It's Joel and it's him. Um, Doc Rivers said that James Harden has supported him when it comes to whenever he needs to talk to Tyrese Maxey to uplift him with that same exact, uh, you know, mentality to go out on the, out on the floor and play your game. Don't worry about the fact that you're out on the court with guys and superstars like James Harden Joel Embiid, guys like, you know, with P.J. Tucker, Tobias Harris, vets in this league that, you know, people picked them up for their defensive presence for their 3 and D type of level game. And he he's proven that to, to everybody this preseason. I mean, he has been and he says he has improved every year since he came into the league. Every extra set of minutes that he plays, he shows improvements and he shows the the that you could trust him out on the court. And I think now, with two full years under his belt, um, dealing with all the shit that they've dealt with in that organization, I feel like now this is the year where we're re- if you if the for the people that don't know about Tyrese Maxey, they're gonna know who he is by come season end with uh, with Philly over there. So I'm excited to see what he's gonna do. So I think when it goes back to uh, piggybacking what you said, it they only go as far as Joel Embiid takes them, but now. When Joel Embiid is not performing, this is where Tyrese Maxey needs to perform now. Correct. And, and, I and, and yo, who could say, oh, my third best option is James Harden? That's that's incredible, right? But this is all where it comes into also Doc Rivers, where he needs to learn how to keep that locker room together, distribute the minutes the right way, and call the right place. One thing you, one thing you also have to remember is, will James Harden allow Tyrese Maxey to freely be the number two guy? That is, but I, so I, you, that, would, that, you would just want to hope. You, I mean, of course, you want to hope that that James Harden comes into his own, and you know he 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 sees that he's not that guy that he used to be, but also he has to show that in the court. He has to let Maxi 
be free. He has to let Maxi do his thing. Well, he do that. That's that's what we have to see. But the reason why I said Philly is probably going to be fifth and sixth because you do have Boston and you have another team in that division called the Brooklyn Nets. Right. Brooklyn Nets are my team to come out of the – and that's tough because well, I, yeah. I'm not – I'm well, making a bold prediction. Yeah, I was like, what bold. are you doing, man? What but I don't, doing? I don't think it's that bold of a prediction, bro. I think, I think, I think this is the year that Brooklyn takes that next step, and I see them, I see them going to the finals. Look, they played yesterday. Um, while we were doing this draft, they played the Milwaukee Bucks for the first time. Ben Simmons, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant were all on the court for the first time, all three of them together. They all three played significant minutes. It felt like a regular season game, as well as Milwaukee. Granted, Chris Middleton is still out from that injury that, that you know, derailed his season last year. He's still dealing with that, so we're hoping for a speedy recovery from Chris Middleton because I have not, I have nothing but great things to say about him. Chris Middleton, I'm a huge fan. Uh, so that does play a cute part, but sticking with Brooklyn, you know, they looked really good yesterday. They looked really, really good. good. That team with those three guys, and I said it in the group chat, if those three guys can stay healthy and play the way that they played yesterday, the cohesiveness, the distributing of the ball, the the making the right – like shooting the right the right shots. Not all the ball, Not all the shots went in, but guess what? They were good shots. So you could live with that. They could stay healthy and then be – and then getting the services back once they get healthy with Joe Harris and Seth Curry, amongst all those other guys that they got on that team, Marquise Morris, uh, um, Nicholas yo, Claxton, yo, shout out to O'Neal, shout out to Ben Simmons, Warren, bro. Shout out to Warren. Ben Simmons. Shout out to Ben Simmons. Coming back out of the, all that adversity that he faced last season. I'm sorry, sorry to cut you off, bro, but I have to give him. I have to give him a shout out. One because he's part of the Luca Magic team. Oh God. And two, <laughs> oh, God. two because that's my pick to come out of the East. So. Continue, continue. But, but no, but I mean, it's true though. It, like, yeah, we, you know, we, we, we had our thoughts just like everybody else. And no one, no one had anything positive to ever say about the whole Ben Simmons situation. We were fans. All we want to do is see him play. And you know, for some people, they found it as excuses. Some people were just like, "Look, if you could play, play. If not, then it's like, don't, don't make it such a big deal." He never really did though. That's one credit we, we. That's one thing we got to give him credit for is that he never went on social media spoke about anything. He kept his mouth shut through the whole entire thing. And whatever. It, it is what it is. It's water under the bridge at this point because the man is playing. He's healthy as of right now. He's ready to go. The kid is only still 26 years old, bro. That's what's fucking baffling. Mm-hmm. He still has so much basketball left in him. And and he don't need to shoot. He don't and need he to does, shoot. And he, yeah, and this time around, he literally does not have to shoot. He got Kyrie, so, he got KD. Yeah, bro. He, and all those shooters Patty around Patty Mills, Cam Thompson, like, or Cam Thomas, sorry, not Thompson. Um, You know, just all those guys. Royce O'Neal now, another key addition to that team, another mm-hmm. D&D guy that I loved um, even back when he was in Utah. So, I, I don't – I'm not saying that I don't disagree with uh, – like, I'm not saying I disagree with you when they could – about them coming out of the East. I just – I just say that it, I just think it's a little too early just based off, like, this team can never – Stay healthy. The availability. No, these, of this are, team. these are these are preseason predictions, right? No, I got you. I got you. I'm but, just saying, but, though. Like, if you're talking about, because obviously the only the only thing that we have to show for now is what they ha- what they are on paper. We haven't seen them in the regular season. Preseason, preseason is not regular season. But on paper, the Brooklyn Nets have the best team in the East. 
Yeah, no, 100%. On paper, so, yes, they do. So, if, you, if, you, if you're going by on paper, that is my pick for to come out of the East. And one guy that I want to talk about is Nick Claston, bro. Oh, yeah. His growth on the court, you can see it, man. Mm-hmm. He came out this year with a new look, yeah. and he came out. he's coming out like a new player, bro. Yeah, no, I mean, literally. I, you got And you love it because he, he's setting the tone. Um, He could be a leader of that team just because he's not, you know, a big Defen- man like Defensively, like yeah. Like defensively, he's gonna he's gonna help out a lot of these guys in the paint. Um, he he doesn't want the ball to score. He's a defensive anchor. He's like um, I'm not comparing their game. I'm he's a clean, he's a cleaner upper. Yeah, he's a cleanup guy. So he's yeah. like a Rudy Gobert type of uh, player. So obviously he's not to that level. But imagine if he could reach. He could just screw, he could just tickle that surface. Yeah, I mean oh, he, has, he has to grow a couple of inches. But yeah, I feel you. Yeah, no, I mean it doesn't matter, bro. He's he's still a lengthy guy. He's still somebody. Nah, nah, nah. He puts his hands up in the. Hands up in the paint, and he's a threat. So, again, in an, another key guy, if he can get back to his form before he got hurt, um, in Indiana, but the they got TJ Warren too. I forgot about TJ Warren. I haven't seen TJ Warren. He's not he's not healthy, is he? Well, they said that he's expected he's expected back at some point, like after the first month of this season. So let's see, because he was out all last go. year. So let's, let's see what happens. But look, man, I'm not I'm not counting them out. I'm not counting them out to to come out of the East at all. If they stay healthy, they will 100 be a threat because they were only a what a toll, literally a toll away from beating uh, Milwaukee yeah. <laughs> a few years back. Last year was, you know, it, it it was a wash up, but this is a brand new year with a fully healthy squad with a Ben Simmons now on your team and amongst all those other guys they picked up. So let's see what happens. Um, now let's move on really quick. Um, we could talk about these two teams together, really. To be honest, what do you mean, Toronto and New York? Oh yeah, that yeah. Not I mean, much going, not much going. Sorry, Saul, man, but not much going on in New York. Yeah, no, I mean, honestly, look, I'm not even gonna bash. I'm not even gonna bash the Knicks. Uh, the Knicks are the Knicks. They're always. I mean, I will. Be... I, I, I will. But no, like in the sense, like we all know, like the Knicks are always gonna be hyped up because they gotta got. Look, I'm not taking nothing away from Jalen Brunson. I, I'm a. Fan he's not of it, bro. Brunson. He's not it. But he yeah, exactly. But he's not it. He's not the guy that you guys needed. Um, he's a good role me, player. He's not me, it though, and he's definitely not worth all that money. I'll say this to this day, but you know, I'm not. I would never. I would never discredit a player for going and getting the bag because oh. this is a business at the end of the of day. Course. So get he your did, bag. He did what he got to do. No, New yeah. York, New York is the one that didn't do what they had to do. Exactly. That's the right. That's the perfect way to put it. Um, to me, I think that they should have taken that gamble. I have no, I have no, nothing bad to say about RJ Barrett, but you, you guys decided on going after RJ Barrett or extending him and spending that money versus getting a guy who is, a bona fide all-star in this league, a guy that could be your guy because right now no one is that guy in New York. It can go either which way. You could say Julius Randle just because of his veteranship. You could say Jalen Brunson just because how, like, you know, how he did over there. In I mean, look what, look what, look what Cleveland gave up for Donovan Mitchell. That could have been New York. Yeah, but they, they didn't want to do it. They're so stuck they're on, they're so That's, emotionally sorry stuck about, on Sorry for my words, but they're stupid. No, I mean, that's, there's no other way to put it, bro. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. That's just how it is. Unfortunately, that's just how it is. Um, so they, I have, they decided on wanting to go with – they decided on wanting to keep everybody on that team, yeah. so. Yeah, before we talk about the Raptors, um, I am low-key looking forward to seeing Derrick Rose come back. Oh, yeah, D-Rose. Uh, that's, probably the, that's probably the only bright thing about New York right now that, you know, I would like to see. I want to see Derrick Rose, man. It don't matter. It don't matter how old he gets. He's still an exciting player, and – now he's more mature. He doesn't have the same explosiveness that he once had, but he can still, you know, he can still go he's out still there. Fun and get to watch. 
He's still yeah, fun he to watch. He's he still, still gets your buckets. But um, yeah. But moving on to the other team in that division, the Toronto Raptors. I mean, honestly, not not the sexiest team on paper, but that team finished fifth in the in, in the Eastern Conference last year after having a terrible. And that's I think you would agree with me a terrible start, um, for for the season and ended up finishing fifth. Went on a tear. Um, in the second half of the year, um, that had to do that had to do a lot with the the emergence with, of Scotty Barnes. With the, with the emergence of Scotty Barnes, but what I was I was gonna say because just with the team starting off slow with wins and look being looked down on, um, the same thing happened with Pascal Siakam. He started the season. He, he wasn't. He had a bounce, He had a bounce back season last year. Yeah, he had a major bounce, and then ended up finishing in contention for. Um, for defensive player of the year, I mm-hmm. think if I'm not mistaken, he he got into all defensive team. Um, it, I'm, I could be just bullshitting when I say when me saying this, but uh, uh, all NBA team, but I could be wrong. I'm not sure about that one. Yeah, I, I could, I that I could be 100 wrong. But I mean, the team didn't really get that many um a, a key additions to the team. You know, they brought in uh Otto Porter Jr. So. John Jackson and Gomez. So they brought they, they brought Jackson. I mean, from from Detroit. Did they have him last year though? Who? Oh, John? Josh Jackson. Yeah, they brought him from Memphis. Didn't they? Memphis or Detroit? No, he was. I think he was in Detroit last. They but I don't think I don't think they okay. traded him. I think he was just a free agent. Free they got okay, him. so they, picked they just him picked up. him up. But I mean, he he's a. Uh, it was nice to see him, like you know, find his way in the league again. Um, having a few good stretches, but I don't see him getting. Being a key part of this team, I mean, they yeah, still... this, this is just a scrappy team, bro. This is yeah, it's just a scrappy team. This I mean, honestly, team, it's this Nick, is a team that on paper, on paper, they're not attractive. No, um, even when even when you watch them play, they're not really attractive. It's just a, a hustle team, so they're gonna go as far as their hustle takes them. Yeah. They don't have the best shooters. They don't have the best, you know, the be- the flashiest players. But they just have players that go out there and get the get job done. done. They get it done. Um, and um, you know, like I said. They're not gonna be a top three, top four team in the East, but they're definitely gonna be in contention for a play-in, uh, maybe, maybe playoff spot. Yeah, I don't uh, see them. I don't see them finishing finishing anywhere in the top in the top six. I feel I feel like they're gonna be fighting for a play-in spot. I mean, the team is young too. I mean, a lot of people look at this team and they're like, "Oh yeah, these guys have been in the league for a while." But the age within the age um, aspect side, the 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 two oldest guys that are over thirty. Is literally just Ken Birch, who just turned thirty in September twenty eighth. Um, I'm seeing it right now, and then Thaddeus Young, he's thirty four. So you know what I mean? Like there, no one else is over thirty on that team. But you know, you see things like Fred Van Fleet, who's been in the league for six years. You know, he's all, he's still under. He's only twenty eight years old. So you know, it's those little things. I mean, it, can we see a, a major second year from Scotty Barnes? We would love to see it because despite you know. Whatever. Um, I mean, he had a, he had a, he was rookie of the year, so he yeah, had a right, pretty good. But right, but it's but you know how you know how the saying goes. The, the true the what really what really sets you as a player after your rookie year is how you bounce back. No matter even if you had a good or a bad first year, is how you bounce back in your second. Can you continue that streak? Or for a guy, you know, other guys who didn't have the the rookie years how they thought they should have, how they you know, for example, like Jalen Suggs, how they play the second year. So. um I don't know. Let's see what happens with that team again. Like how you said, they're not they're not sexy on paper, but let's see what happens. They still got they, they got Gary Trent, who's still super young, bro. Twenty three years old. That's fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. And Gary, I, we're we're both big Gary Trent fans. I uh, um safe to say. So, you know, let's see what happens with that team. 
I mean, I don't got, I don't really have much to say. Again, playing team to me at best. So, um, yeah, that's that with the with that division, that Atlantic division. So, um, let's stick it to the East. Let's stay with the East and let's move on to the Central Division. So, um, honestly, the best team in that division just you could just goes without arguing, and that's the Milwaukee Bucks. What are your expectations with the Milwaukee Bucks? Um, that's another one. One of those teams that should be thinking championship or bust. Um, you know, two years ago, coming two years ago, they won a championship. Last year, um, they were unfortunate to lose Middleton at the most crucial time of the season mm-hmm. um, in the playoffs when it counted. Um, I would say if they would have had Middleton, it would have been them in the finals. And oh, one hundred percent, yeah, and not I've Boston. I've been so. saying that, yeah. I so, agree. Um, but you take what the basketball gods give you. You know, you're right. You're right, but. Um, between, I can say, we already talked about Boston and Brooklyn. I would say it's going to come down to those three teams, Boston, Brooklyn, or Milwaukee. I think no other teams, you know, they, they, they can contend, but it's going to come down to those three teams. And, of course, it's going to come down to your big man, your do-it-all, your, 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 M- your two-time MVP, um, your, your – shit, what else can we say about this guy? <laughs> fucking alien. I don't know. Mr. Greek Freak. Uh, Mr. Giannis Antetokounmpo. I hope I said his name right. Yeah. Um, this guy's a beast, man. Uh, Giannis is going to take you as far as Giannis takes you. Yep. Right. Or oh, that team is going to go as far as Giannis takes you. Um, one thing that mm. I do want to bring up, who has been surprising a lot of people this preseason, playing great basketball, and if he plays like that in the regular season, he can make a difference in this team. And that's Javon Carter. Yeah, uh, bro, I fucking knew that you were going to say that, bro. I was Javon, like, I'm like Javon, I'm Drew Holland has been playing pretty good too. But Javon Carter, man. Bro, balling. He's been balling. His shot has been falling down. That's another weapon that you're going to have in that team. So if you give uh, Giannis more shooters around, and, and, and not only shooters, but a guy that can – Hustle on defense too. Oh, he's a scrappy little. He's a scrappy he motherfucker, bro. He is. I don't know if you saw it when he was playing against Kyrie Irving. He he oh, yeah. was bothering Kyrie Irving. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean Kyrie, and, you, and not a lot of people can do that. Not a lot of people do that. Kyrie, you can't stop Kyrie Irving. You can only contain him. He's one of those guys. He's, he's right, but 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 Kyrie so, was Kyrie was frustrated yesterday. Oh yeah, I mean, and not a lot of people. But he still had a great not game. a lot of people can do that to Kyrie. So no, they can't. And that and that's why that's what separates these guys like Javon Carter. That's why he will make a team. His numbers don't look beautiful, and for the casual, they see that like, oh, drop that motherfucker. Sign the guy who scored two more points than him a game. Like, but they don't see what he does out on the court, and that is the hustle, that is the being the ultimate teammate, and. That that translates, you know. Um, so I agree with you one hundred percent. I'm glad that's who you mentioned, but let's not overlook this team ended up making a trade last year and picked up a guy who was out for the rest of the year and it's expected back. And if he could bounce back and just do what he's been doing this whole entire time that he's been in this league, they're gonna be even scarier than what they are. And that is the no other than Joe Ingles. Um, a three and D guy, a guy that you want on your bench, a guy that you want on in your locker room, a guy that is just an overall good guy. Like I mean, I like I've gotten the the pleasure of being around him, and he's a, such a great dude. Um, and that's the guy that you want on your team. And he's a vet. Um, he he knows what it takes to win. So I think that if you can get at least about seventy five percent of a Utah Jazz version of Joe Ingles and a fully healthy Milwaukee Bucks team, 
Exactly what you said. Top three team in the it's, East. It's crazy because you don't really need the ball handling Joe Ingles. You don't no. need that. No. You just need that shooter and scrappy on defense Joe Ingles. That's all you need. That's all you need. That's what I'm saying, bro. Like, ever this team is for the most part they're com- they're complete. Like they're they're a scary team from top to bottom. Um, it, it seems like Brook Lopez has just he's like wine, bro. He's just got every every year that he that he gets older, he just gets better. Um, he's found a permanent home on that team. I mean, of course, if you can get a, a big that's better than him, that could start, obviously, but they don't need that because he does his, he does his job. He plays his role. Uh, Bobby Portis, another guy that has found a home with them over there in Milwaukee. He's been just nothing but great for him. We don't have to say much about Drew Holiday. We all know what he does. Mm-hmm. Ty Connaughton. I mean, it, you got Sergi Baca. You got guys that could, at any given time, could be out on that floor and produce numbers. George Hill, the and people that, that people that have been there before, that people have right, contended yeah. before. So. The rookie that they ended up getting from the G, G League at nineteen that fell to them, Mar, uh, Marjan uh, Bochamp, another guy that could you don't know how he's going to turn out, but he's a athletic young guy bring, brings that new fresh blood to the team. So, it, it this team is not going anywhere anytime soon. As long as Giannis is on that team and they keep those main guys, this team is never going to be out of the conversation. Is that Pat, that's safe to too. say? Don't forget about Pat. No, no, no. I, I said Pat. Pat. The dunk champion, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The dunk champ. I can, you can't, worst you know, you can't, you can't talk shit about Pat, man. Um, that was the worst dunk contest ever, bro. Oh, bro, don't even. I'm not even excited about this year. They could be, they could be like, like top tier guys, and I still wouldn't be that excited to watch it unless they actually show me something. Yo, let me ask you a question. How do you feel about them Chicago Bulls? Oh man, look. Um, I'm glad that you went there next, but. I would love. I it just sucks, man. Uh, to be honest with you, it, the the fact that Lonzo Ball is not going to be a part of that team in the foreseeable future, just due to that injury that he has, sucks, bro. Because I was excited when he signed there. Um, I felt like he deserved the he deserved that extension. So well deserved. To again goes back to what we were talking about with Jalen uh, Brunson, and that's chase the bag, get the bag. Um, but you went, you got the bag, and you went to a good team, that, a good team that needed a guy like him. And ended up getting hurt last year, missed the whole entire, missed the rest of the season, and now is expected to miss a significant chunk of this year already before the season started. So they they pretty much look almost the same too, honestly. I mean, they added guys like Andre Drummond, Goran Dragic. Um, who else did they add? Um, that's I mean, outside of that, those are the only big key names that they've added. They haven't really added anybody else. I mean. It's not really an ad, but I mean, if you're considering the fact that he missed almost all of last season, you got Patrick Williams. Um, well, he's yeah, a, yeah. He's, I mean, he, he, I, I mean, he's not a new addition, but he's a new part of that team because he wasn't there when it counted last year. So, right, exactly. But that's the thing, though. It's like we will never know the potential of this team unless they actually stay fully healthy. I mean, granted, Lonzo Ball being out for the significant of time that he's going to be out, that makes sense why you get a vet and a winner like Goran Dragic, somebody who's familiar with, you know, uh, Vucevic. Derek so Jones, what... another guy that got hurt last year. Who? I'm sorry. De- Derek Jones. Derek Jones. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he was out for a significant so... amount of time. I mean, so Andre fact, you know, I mean, I, we all know Lonzo Ball is going to be out, but I mean, they have other pieces that can step in. Um, in Caruso and and Dragic. Um, also, uh, Dosumu. I was just uh, gonna say, uh, the Sumu's a guy. The a the a guy that he he showed a lot in his rookie season last year. So, and, and if you watch preseason, um. This guy has improved his offensive game so much. His body has transformed. He's put on muscle. And 
he's as of right now he's a starting he's a starting point guard on that team as of right now. So I'm that's the main guy on that team that I'm looking forward to seeing and seeing how he's gonna turn out. Um, because who knows, bro? I mean, they they clearly don't see Kobe White as their starter. Um, to me, I mean, either which way he plays more efficient and more better when he comes off the bench. So we don't know what's gonna happen with Kobe White, but we, as of right now, who knows? If Sumu does his thing. He might just end up being that starting point guard of that team moving forward, but that's still left to be seen. You still, you got like how you said, you got vets like Caruso, you got vets like Goran Dragic, you still got Kobe White um, on that team, so you don't know what could happen. And if Lonzo does come back, which I'm always, which I'm praying that he does, because you don't want to see guys like that hurt. If he comes back and he can come back being the way how he like you know playing the way how he was playing, then. Shit, they, we don't listen, know how far this team can go. And how amazing is it to, to have Vucevic at center? And then let's say, yeah, let's rest Vucevic for a couple of minutes and you bring Andre Drummond, a, form, a, a former All-Star. Yeah. A, a Mr. Double-Double who will get you 10 rebounds in the blink of an eye. And and did his and did his thing while he was the backup in Philly? Uh-huh. When he got just traded, don't, just don't follow him. That's all you got to do. Just don't follow him. Right. And then and then and then when he got traded, he got he was a part of that Ben Simmons trade and got traded to Brooklyn. He did his thing as a backup too. So yep. he that's what he's gonna do when and he's gonna do what Vucevic can't when Vucevic is on the bench. And and that's all you need from him. Now where do you have the Bulls in regards to playoff contention? All right, so they finished six last year. Um honestly I see them anywhere between Six and seven. So obviously, if they're six, they're they're you know they're in a safe zone. Um, so, making the playoffs. So let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Don't, not six or seven. Where do you have? Do you have them in play? Do you have them in the playing tournament, or do you have? Or do you have them making the playoffs without the playing? Wait, what? Like, do you have them making the top six, or do you have them in the playing tournament? Oh, oh, um, uh. You have to pick not one if of the I, other. If I had, if I had a right now with the team that they have now, with the injuries and everything, with the guys that are going to be ready for the season, I have them. I have them playing because in the playing last year, you in had, the playing tournament. I have them in the playing. Yeah, I have them in the playing. But like, so, so if they finish six only, last year, literally only a few games from fighting for that sixth spot because Brooklyn finished seventh, and I don't see them finish seventh, finishing seventh this year. So. I, I I really have them battling be, with 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 Toronto, in my opinion. So it's gonna shock you, but I have the Bulls finishing ninth this season. Really? Yes. Okay. Um, just look at the just look at the Eastern Conference. I mean, last year you had Heat number one. They're gonna be top sixteen. You got the Celtics. You have the Bucks. You have the Seventy Sixers. You have the Hawks, who are gonna be improve a lot. You have the Nets. You have the Cavaliers, who are gonna improve a lot as well. So I mean, that right there, you got one, two, three. Four, five, six, seven, um, seven. Um, then you got the. I think the Raptors will be just a little tiny bit ahead of them. Not a lot, but I think it's gonna be just they, enough. Yeah, that's. I think that's the team they're gonna be. They're gonna be fighting for for when it comes to seeding. It's gonna be Toronto. Yeah, and then that's eight teams in front of them, so that will bring that will put the the Bulls at ninth. Yeah. So I mean, it's gonna I, be either either eighth or ninth. I mean, you you asked me play in or or like a, a for sure playoff spot. I have them in playing for sure. No matter, I don't know where they're gonna because you never know what could happen. But as a because I haven't really sat down and like just created a, a east and west like prediction. Right, but just 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 right at the top, looking at the at the yeah. At the, I mean, playing for sure, playing for sure. I mean, it, it, I don't see them really contending. Like I said, if they would have had a fully healthy team, 
we would be having a complete different conversation now, but it, they're not. And that's just the reality of it. So, all right. So, but since we're already on, talking about the Cavs. Yeah, I was going to say, consider the Cavs. Let's, let's stay in that division with the Cleveland Cavaliers. I mean, I'm excited for this team, bro. I have high expectations for this team. And in the, in the sense of, look at what they did last year. Colin Sexton wasn't a part of that rotation last year at all. So, them losing him to get a guy, an all star, a star in this league in Donovan Mitchell. I mean, bro, the, you can't expect anything less. Um, you got another. You got a full year under Evan Mobley now. Uh, you got Karis LeVert. You still got the veteran leadership coming off the bench in Kevin Love. You got. I love what I saw from Lamar Stevens last year. A guy who's just gonna go out there and be a scrappy, athletic guy. Darius Garland. My God. I mean, if you've seen a lot of these summer runs from him, he just looks like he's gotten better too. So that extension. He he's locked in. He doesn't have to worry about it. He's still twenty two years old, bro. Um, the guy was born in two thousand. Like yep. it's fucking crazy. Another you you got Ricky Rubio coming back from that injury. Ricky Rubio, wow. Ricky Rubio, bro. I forgot all about him. And 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 let's not forget before he got hurt, he was doing work on that for that team. He was. He's not again. He's like another guy. He's not. He doesn't look sexy on paper with the stat line, but he does what he has to do on that court, and that's why they brought they kept him. And he's still gonna be a part of that team. That familiar familiar familiarity with uh with Donovan what, Mitchell. What 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 did you say? Yeah, yeah, you know what I said. With that the, being familiar, familiar with Donovan Mitchell. Um, you know that that's gonna be something more. Com- like, you know, make him feel a little bit more comfortable coming back. Um, Seti Osman, Jared Allen. They got another vet um big that was a ma- or uh, was a magic last year and Robert Lo- Robin Lopez. So... And they got D Wade. Dean Wade. Right, right, right. Yeah. Shout out Dean Wade. But yeah, man, so it, it, yeah, the team the team looks good, bro. I'm excited for this team. It, it, they did they did their rebuild post LeBron James the absolute fucking right way. So no, yeah. Out- they have an excited. They have an exciting team, man. Like they're yeah, definitely. No, they, they're, they're definitely, definitely gonna be fun. to me. They're gonna be a team that's gonna be in that six. And, and crazy thing is, they're so young. They have the perfect. They have the perfect balance between veterans and young yeah, players. Yeah, one hundred percent. Which you know, a lot of people don't talk about Kevin Love, man. Kevin Love is still a guy that can contribute in the court, bro. He can give you numbers, and he can also teach those young guys how to play. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Based off his games, his game last year, um, his stat line, what he did coming off the bench, is it safe to say that he had the best season that he's had ever since LeBron James left that team? Um, I have to pull stats but stuff by side. I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that. I don't. I I'm know he had. A, yes. I I know from the, yes. I know from the year before he definitely had a bounce by season. But I, I can't remember how his first season was without LeBron. So. All right, so LeBron, LeBron left. LeBron left f- five years ago. I mean, Hopefully. that's five years of Kevin Love. I mean, I don't know. No, I'm saying LeBron James left. He started with the with the Cavalier, uh, with the Lakers in the the eighteen nineteen season. Okay. Right. One, two, three, four, five. No bullshit. Excuse me. He went the seventeen eighteen season. Because that was, be one, la- that was two, his last season? Three, four, five. No, no, no. 17, um, 17, 18 was the first year that he was with the Lakers. Okay, so let's look at 2018, 2019. Kevin Love averaged... Uh, eight points a game. No, no, 18, 19, he averaged 17 points per game. No, no, okay, yeah, no. Oh, eight, well, if you're talking about 18, 19, yeah, 17 points a game. 
then it's it, then it it's been going down ever since, as you see. It was stuck at six. Granted, he didn't play a lot of games those seasons. Uh, like he didn't play a full healthy season because he was always hurt, um, or he was dealing with a lot of injuries. But last year, coming off the bench, this probably has been the best year that he's played since LeBron James has left. Um, he he no longer is a key a key role like a key member of that of that of that team in the sense of you know scoring. You just need the Kevin Love that rebounds. Listen, I don't know team. about best season. I don't know about best season, but he definitely had a bounce back season from the year before. And another, but you got to keep in mind also the reason why he had a bounce back season was because he only played twenty five games the year before. So Kevin Love well, is right. always that's what I'm saying. Yeah, he's it's been a lot of injured injured derails. That's what I'm saying. Like. They build the team the right way to take a lot of load, like taking a lot of the load off of him. Where all he has to do is go in there, rebound, knock down shots, um, lead that team in the locker room, lead him on the bench. Like he's doing what he has to do. We're, Kevin Love is no longer the Kevin Love that he once was, and we all understand that. But we appreciate him for what he has done for the game when he was in his prime. But he's doing things the right way now, mm-hmm. and that's what I think. That's going to be a very underlooked reason on the success that they're going to have. And the fact that he can shoot season. the ball is what's keeping him, his longevity. Um, is, that, is, that right is that the right word? Longevity? I don't know. I never heard that. I never heard that? Oh, my fault. Well, anyways, uh, it's what's keeping him in the game longer. <laughs> because, um, I mean, if you look at Kevin Love when he first came into the league, he wasn't a shooter. No, he wasn't. He wasn't a shooter. He was the 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 back to the back to the basket, get yeah, boards, gas, glass player. You know, uh, uh, get twenty boards a game, and he knows that the game has evolved, and he knows that in order to to keep a spot in the, in this NBA, you have to be able to shoot. So he's done a great job. You know, it started with the LeBron days, and now you know now with Donovan Mitchell, um, Garland, it should, it should give him more open shots. So. I expect another good season from Kevin Love. Plus, I do have him in my fantasy as well, so I do expect a good season from him. Which was, I mean, good pickup because he's going to give you the numbers. He's going to get <laughs> boards, and he's going to not be, be efficient knocking down shots. So yeah, he doesn't take bad shots. He's a great big man. He's a great passer for being a big man. So yeah, he takes effective shots. That's exactly, exactly, one hundred percent. So um, let's stick it with uh, let, let's uh, are we, let me see what team. All right, so I don't really want to talk about the Pacers. I mean, the the Pacers are a team that's going to be. Unfortunately, they're gonna probably be contention. Um, when it comes to that tanking thing, that they, they a, a lot of insiders, executives, um, they had them, you know, eventually trading Miles Turner mid mid in the middle of the year, alongside Buddy Heald. So they do eventually trade them. They're gonna trade him for pennies on the dollar, and they're gonna to go to a team and get back in return technically nothing. Um, they're they're starting that rebuild. They're gonna start it with Tyrese Halliburton and Benedict Matherin. The rookie that they just drafted. So, um, I want to, I want to, I want to just quickly talk about the Detroit Pistons before we move to our Southeast Division. Um, another uh, the Detroit Pistons, a, a young and up and coming team. I'm excited just to see. I'm not expecting nothing from them in the sense of fighting for a play-in or anything, but I'm excited to see how that young, how that team with the young core that they got, how they produce on that on that floor, and see if they show big improvements. And that starts with Cade Cunningham. The number one pick last year um, by the Detroit Pistons uh, had a great rookie rookie year. Um, didn't win rookie of the year, but had a nice – started off a little slow, safe to say. Started off a little slow, but finished it – finished it strong. Um, so I want to see how he's going to do D, uh, in year two. I love the fact that they got veterans on that team as well. 
guys like Alec Burks, Nerlens Noel, um, Corey Joseph, just to name a few. Uh, Marvin Bagley, they they signed him to a, in my opinion, they signed him to a little bit too much. But again, go chase your bag as much as you can. So, Sadiq Bay, Jaden Ivy. Mm-hmm. Who's the other? Who's the other uh, big that I'm missing? Oh, Isaiah Stewart. Uh, they picked you up. Back, you said, yeah, you said everybody. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they ended up getting Bojan Bogdanovic out of the from the Utah Jazz. That, listen, that could be that could be a guy that can make a difference in that team. I mean, I he's a he's a better man. He's a shooter. Yep. yep. So no, I I agree with you 100, percent bro. I, and then they ended up getting another uh, that other rookie out of Memphis, uh, Jalen uh, Duran. So that team has the potential to be young or, or not potential to be young because they are young, but they got the potential to be a nice young up and coming team and, 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 and putting up fights with a lot of these contending teams. Listen, I know we're going to talk about our magic later on, but let me ask you a question. And this is completely out of, uh, we, we didn't talk about this, but completely out of the blue, no bias, please. No bias. Who has the better team, Orlando or Detroit? Oh, we do 100%. No bias. I'm, I'm not even being biased. Like, dude, honestly, 100%. We have. All right, look. Kate Cunningham, number one draft pick. Sure, had a great year. But who's to say that Franz Wagner can't, like, he couldn't have easily gone one in a, in a better situation, right? The Detroit Pistons picked him up because he was the best player available. They didn't pick him up because that's what they needed. I mean, they, they didn't need it. They, 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 it worked out for him, yes, but they didn't need him. They could have picked up a guy like, for example, Franz. They could have picked up a guy like Suggs if they really wanted to, but instead they went with Kate. So it's like, I, and don't get me wrong, because I, I love Kate. I wanted Kate too, right? But um, could have gone with Jalen Green. Yeah, I mean they could have gone with Jalen Green too. So it's like they had options. You know what I mean? So it, it, I just think that we have guys that have already shown that they could do it. Um, outside of like. Just, just think about how nasty it would have been if they would have picked up Jaden Ivy this year and then Jalen Green last year. Oh, I mean, and look, dude. Honestly, Kate Cunningham to me is still he's still just as good as Jalen Green. They like this is the year where right, I determine who's better to, in regards to fit. You think you think I would have fit better with Green? I think he would have fit better with Green because Green would have fit Green uh, Ivy is a natural a one. So if you put him at the one. And you yeah. put the two, then that would have that would have been a great fit. But now with Kate, yeah, but but the thing is, is that Jalen Green, ever since he came into the league, though he's been basically their primary ball handler over there in Houston too. So just because like they don't have a one, right? But they they didn't get a one this year either. So technically, he's still going to be their one. Right, but we ain't talking about the Rockets. We're talking about the Pistons. No, I know. But what I'm saying is, is that it, even last year, Kate Cunningham, it was their one basically. He was Correct. the guy dribbling. He was the one distributing the the, the ball. He was the one taking the ball up the court. So Kay Cunningham is going to do that again this year. So if they would have had Jalen Green last year, he would be doing. Or if they, if Detroit would have picked up Jalen Green, he would have been doing the same thing this year. Jalen right. Ivan to me, I, I've already said it, and this is probably too soon to compare. But like just the the way how he plays the game, he looks like a more coming out of college a more bulkier John Morant. Right, and if you notice, John Morant needs the ball in his hands. Correct. So then, who said? So at this point, then. So how now, is that gonna work? How is that gonna work out with Kate? Now, well, now I reverse the question. Now, since you asked me that, was it the right decision for them for Detroit to have even gone for either Jalen Green or Kate Cunningham? Now that you got Jaden Ivey, I ended up picking up a, uh, what was it? He was picked five. 
Yeah. I'm a, I'm a firm, I mean, Kay Cunningham was the best player in that draft. So, I'm a, I mean, in regards to prospect, Kay Cunningham was the best prospect. So, did they make the right decision at the moment? Yes, because you didn't know oh, they were the going to get Jaden. Yeah, I'm saying about looking back at it now. Looking back at it now Ivy. as a GM, and if I can go back in time and know for a fact that I can get Jaden Ivey the year after, I'm going to try to get Jaden Green so I can solidify my number two, and then Jaden Ivey could be my number one. Because Jaden Ivey is a point guard. He's no, going no, yeah. to be playing the two now that Kate Cunningham is there. But Ivey is a number one. So Jalen Green is a number two. So you have your number one, you have your number two. And obviously, you know, you, you got Bull John that can fit the three spot or other players that can fit the three spot. But, um, yeah, I mean, I would have gone with Jalen Green. I mean, if I, if I could go back in time and change what happened, I would have picked Jalen Green. First of all, he's a better scorer. Um, but I mean, it is what it is. They have Kate Cunningham, and um, they can make it work. I mean, like I said. So who do you think? Who do you think has a better young core? Who do I think? That's <laughs> tough. That's a tough question. That's why I asked him. Man. I didn't want you to ask the same question back. No, I'm gonna ask you. No, I'm gonna fucking ask you back. You know this. <laughs> I mean, like, I... honestly, bro. Like, I think the guys that we have. All right, so let me let me tell outside, you. Outside, hold on, let hold on. Outside, you. outside of outside of you know Jonathan Isaac, um, and the injuries of Markel Fultz, but so I feel if, like all of our guys about, have shown if that talking... if they play together with a full healthy team, listen, like listen. Us, so let so let me so let me answer the question. Let me answer the question. On paper, the Magic have the better team. On paper, the problem is that on paper doesn't always reflect real life. So, yes, injuries is a big part of that. Number two is the development of your players is also a big part of that. Jalen Suggs is wasn't it last year. We all thought, we all expected something different from Jalen Suggs. He obviously didn't, he, he left us a sour taste in our mouth. Can he change that this year? Let's see. He just got hurt. We don't know when he's going to come back. Um, you know, a few weeks he's supposed to be coming back. So It's all based off our rehab and treatment. Yeah. Correct. So, how he bounces back, that's going to tell us a lot about this Orlando Magic team. Um, I don't know, man. I'll pick the Magic. I'll pick Good the Magic. job, anyways. That's, that was a, <laughs> that's all I'll pick I was the, for. I'll pick the Magic, but it, it, it's not an easy decision. It's not. It's not, but I like. I just I'm, – I'm, I'm confident. I'm confident when I when you asked me, I was confident answering it with the with the magic. So well, it's good, bro. Uh, You're talking about the magic. Let's just jump right into it, bro. Let's yeah, let's, let's jump right. Let's jump right to the southeast division. Let's talk, so, let's talk about the, the magic. Let's talk about the magic. No, let's talk about the magic. We're talking about the magic. Let's talk about the magic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about the Orlando Magic, not the Luca Magic. So, um, we okay. we kind of spoke about him last week, um, in that that short, you know, little NBA talk that we had to finish off episode sixty-two, but I mean. Now, when we spoke, it was on. I think we only went over game one of the preseason, and we didn't do well. We lost that game, but but till like you know, since then we've won, we've won three in a row. So we currently sit three and one in the preseason with our very last game tomorrow against the Cleveland Cavaliers, which more than likely is going to be a lot of the 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 second unit and uh, a lot of the you know the guys fighting for a slot on this team or for the G League. So it's not really – I'm not too worried about this last game, but the flashes, bro, the way how we played and we fought back, um, how we stayed together on those other in those other games, it was beautiful to watch. It was exciting. A lot of 
things that, you know, us Magic fans noticed, um, you know, me being on Twitter, Magic Twitter, and then, like, in our group chat, you know, there was things that we, we saw that we were just like, fuck, like, they're still doing that same shit. But the thing is, and I don't know if you realize this, and I don't think I ever brought it up in the group chats, is the difference is, is that we showed and, dis- and, and actually, ca- like, capitalized on a comeback. Before, when we would start the game hot, we blow the lead, and then boom, we lose. Like, we get blasted. Like, it's it's embarrassing. This time around, we're, st- we're, we're still fighting, and then we finish off, and we, and we play discipline towards the end of the game, which that's been our fucking, like, worst nightmare is playing smart basketball towards the end of games. And that's why teams come out and they destroy us within the last four minutes of the game. They're already up 15. It's like, dude, with a young core like that, there's no way that we can come back from that. So do, do the magic make the plan? Look, it, it, all right. Do the magic make the plan? Yes or no? You can explain the answer after, but yes or no? We're, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to compete. No, we're gonna no, compete no, for no, that. no, we're gonna, no, we're gonna, no, we're gonna no, 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 no. You ask me the question. I'm gonna ask you. Yeah, I honestly, I honestly do. I honestly do think that we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna scratch that 10th spot. So the answer is yes. Yeah, for the 10th spot, we're gonna for sure, we're gonna for sure scratch that surface because look, I'm gonna tell you this: the the Charlotte Hornets made it, right? I honestly, truthfully believe that we're better than the Wizards, we're better than the Pacers, we're better than the Knicks, if healthy, right? This is okay. obviously with health. So I think we're better than those teams. I think the Hornets took a step back. Um, that we still don't know what's gonna happen with Miles Bridges. So obviously that's still that, that's a team in our division. So we're gonna talk about them next or very soon. So, but I I, I truthfully think that we're gonna fight for that ten spot. And if we don't make it in that ten ten spot for the play in, we're we're for sure gonna finish like around that eleven seed. And to me, that's an improvement. Well, I'm not expecting for us to be sitting there. Oh yeah, we're gonna fight for the seventh seed or maybe this. No, I got the Magic at the ten spot. So. Yeah, I mean, the, yeah. So we both are like, you know, we're right there. I mean, right, again, so. that that's a we're we're a deep team, we're a lengthy team, we're a defensive team. Um, it, it, how Paulo has shown the comfortability game by game, how he's he's slow. The game has slowed down for him so quick. You could tell already, bro. He he's he's finding his niche in this league. He's finding his role with these guys. Um, I I love it, bro. Bull bull, come on, man. Let's shout out bull bull. Yeah. Doing what he has to do out on the court. Um, he still has a lot of improving to do himself. He still has to go hit that weight room a lot more. But I'm loving what I'm seeing from that. You love to see Anthony. the hustle, bro. What Mo Bamba doesn't bring you, Bobo brings you, which exactly. is the hustle. Exactly. Um, uh, like how I said, Mo Bamba too. Like I mean, he's. I'm expecting a, a, a better year from him. RJ Hampton. My God, he he honestly has turned. He's actually he's turned my narrative around. How I see his season turning out to be based off these last preseason games. I still don't think he's going to get a lot of minutes come regular season based off the, you know, the guys that are in front of him. So Gary Harris, when he comes back, Markel Fultz, when he comes uh, back, Markel Fultz is who I'm looking forward to. Markel Fultz hasn't played with these, with, he hasn't played a lot of games with these new guys. And I say new guys in the sense of like Wendell Carter Jr., um, they haven't really played much together. He hasn't played much with Franz. Um, he hasn't played much with Suggs. He obviously hasn't played at all with with uh, with Paolo Bancaro. So it, it's it's those little things that you see and you look forward to as a Magic fan, knowing how Markel Fultz plays. And again, we've always said it. Hey, if it doesn't work out, 
hey, it's just better we all go our separate, separate ways with Jonathan Isaac. But if you can get Jonathan Isaac before he got hurt in the bubble and you get that coming off the bench, bro, like – Who's gonna who's gonna who's gonna wanna who's gonna wanna like it's even perimeter and interior defense is gonna be scary as shit. Yeah. So Yeah, I mean we're we're definitely gonna be exciting to watch. Our games are gonna be exciting. It's gonna be fun to be at the Amway, man. This year, last year you went to the games, man, you didn't feel that energy. It was you know, they were the games were boring. I mean, but this year you you feel you, after picking up Paolo, Paolo Bancaro. Um, you feel you feel an excitement in Orlando that we haven't felt in a while, you know? The last time we had a number one pick turned out to be Dwight Howard. The last time we had a number one pick before that turned out to be Shaq. Yeah. Um, and the last time we had a number one pick before that, it turned out to be Chris Webber, who we turned into Penny Hardaway. So, I mean... All, the, all players turned out great. So, so that's what I'm saying. It, 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 if you continue the trend of all the number one picks that we've gotten... No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. I don't want the trend. Fuck that. I want a new. I want a new narrative. How about the number one pick, and then you fucking cater to that number one pick. If he turns out to be a superstar in this in this league, and you keep that motherfucker, and you give him anything he wants. How about that? Because that's the reason why we lost all those guys. Well, listen, that's gonna come down to Orlando. I'm talking about the player itself. Well, the player always wants to eventually leave, though. Too. Who the fuck wants to be here when? I mean, look, we're, we. I don't want to stay too stuck on the Magic because we already spoke about them. But if you saw which is a great episode, by the way. So if you guys haven't yet, shout out to guys that we look up to in this podcast space. Um, Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson on All the Smoke. They recently just had Dwight Howard on there. And that was one of the best episodes I've seen. Granted, I'm probably a little biased because, you know, Dwight Howard is my boy. Um, but it was one of the best episodes I've seen, bro. He goes into more detail um, since he's started speaking more out um, about the situation that happened here in Orlando. And, dude, the team just... They didn't want to give him what he wanted. Um, and that's just when you have a superstar like that, and I'm gonna say this, Dwight Howard is considered to me one of the best big men to ever play this game. I'm not putting him number one, but he is definitely in the conversation for top five for sure. And he he was at the top of the mountain when he was here. We were as a franchise, as a city, we were up there and all he wanted was help. He, he, the, the, the team never went up to him asking him like, you know, yo, you're our guy, making him feel like he was our guy. He was just a no. He was just treated the same way how the end of the bench guy, at whatever moment during our team's run with him, how he was being treated. So it was like, you need to always get the input. That's why guys like LeBron James, um, he always ends up like getting spoke to, like ask his input from GMs and owners. Uh, guys like uh. You know, KD, Steph, you know, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, like guys like that. Like that's you, you, uh, uh, a, a GM and an owner. Those are guys that want to win when they go up to their guy and they're like, yo, all right. So it didn't work out this season. We, we, we did, we, you know, we set, we exceeded expectations, but we didn't get to where we wanted to get to. What do you think that we could do this offseason? Realistic goals or realistic targets? to get to where we got to get to. And if Paolo turns out to be that guy, that's what this team needs to do. And I feel like we got the right, you know, management to do so because these are the guys that drafted Giannis, the guys that, you know, Jeff built that team that's, you know, that started building that foundation over there in Toronto. So I think we got those guys. We just got to see what happens with how Paolo turns out or, you know, whoever on that team at this point could become 
you know, that guy. So, well, listen, I, 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 and we're going to continue quickly, but a guy, um, you know, that I can't speak enough of is Wendell Carter Jr. Oh, yeah, bro. Um, you know, he, he, he's definitely turned into that big man that the Magic always wanted, you know. What we always wanted to get from Vuce, which, you know, we, we got, we get the offense. Obviously, Vuce was an offensive player, but we're getting something different from, from Wendell Carter Jr., and that's his offensive presence in the middle. Um, you know, the fact, yeah, we all know Wendell Carter Jr., he's improved a lot in his shot. He's improved a lot in his offensive, um, you know, offensive uh, bag. But what I'm really impressive is the defense that he brings. Um, he's an overall good big man, and he's a solid big man, and I think he's going to be one of those players that is going to be a big, big reason why this team has such a big improvement from last season. Yeah. Um, obviously amongst amongst other players, but Wendell Carter is definitely going to be a big part of that. No, well, yeah, I I agree with you one hundred percent. Wendell's uh, I I think with Wendell that was something that went without saying. I mean he he's another gem that this this front office you know ended up wanting in that Vucevic trade and turned out to be great. So uh, of course I hated seeing Vooch go. Because Vooch was um was a great dude, was a great player for us. So it, I hated I hate I hated seeing him leave. But I, I he also deserved better when it come when it came to winning. Um, so Chicago was ideally at the moment the spot to go to, and Wendell needed that opportunity, which would have been here. And he's he's embracing it. He loves the city, and that's another thing that we got to give him credit for. That a lot of people don't give him credit for is that he. Loves this city. He loves his team, and he wants to win here. He wants to build something here, and you could tell by his voice. You could tell by his demeanor. I've I, I've I've talked to multiple people who's bumped into him, and that he's such a nice guy. He's always willing to take pictures, autographs. He's always, you know, when people tell him like, "Oh, you know, like, hey, we're excited for this team," he's like, "Yo, I'm excited too." Like, "Yo, you guys got to come to a lot of games." Like, he wants to be a part of the, what we're building here. And when it's time for a contract extension. To me, I think a lot of these guys, truthfully, not just with him, I think a lot of these guys are going to be willing to just take what, what we offer them just to keep up with that building, keeping up with the the build that we're, we're trying to establish here in Orlando. So let's see what happens, bro. I mean, the season the season starts off. I think we have the first two games on the road. So um, our first home game will be against the Boston, Boston Celtics on a Saturday, October 22nd. So... Excuse me. Orlando should definitely be lit that Saturday. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I got the burps too much right now. Well, let's keep it moving, man. Uh, Miami yeah, Heat, yeah. Miami <laughs> Heat uh, going down to the south. Uh, obviously, you know, uh, three and three and a half hour drive to Miami. Depends off as you drive it, yeah. Yeah, three, three and a half hours, four hours. Some some, some drivers out there, four and a half hours. Some All right, let me drivers, get but... let me get this out of the way. Let me get this out of the way right now. All right, with the Miami Heat. You know, that's always been my second favorite team when I'm not rooting for my Magic. Um, you know, I'm a big Jimmy Butler fan. That's my that's my boy. And you know, Victor Oladipo, that's my guy. I'm going to defend him. I'm going to ride for him for till the wheels fall off. But, like, truth, like, truth be told, bro, you want to know uh, – you want to know who were the, the biggest losers – the biggest losers to me in this Donovan Mitchell trade was? True. It was the Miami Heat, and and I say that because while every Eastern Conference team that you you had a you had a fight through to in the playoffs or who you played in the playoffs or who we all know is going to be like you know top three teams in the East, 
they all have gotten better. And to me, I feel like the Heat didn't get it any better this offseason. Um, they didn't really add any key pieces. Um, look, I'm not taking nothing away from that Heat culture. Um, you know, I, I still think they're going to be in contention for a top to be top five. But they didn't add any key pieces on that team that you lose out on a guy like P.J. Tucker. That Yeah, granted, he, he wasn't the P.J. Tucker that you thought. Like, he wasn't even the P.J. Tucker that was there when he was in Milwaukee the year before that and won the championship. So, you know, you, you lose out on him. Um, I, I'm trying to – I'm looking at the roster right now, and I can't think of a team – like, a player that – a key player that they lost. Um, well, they lost off on one of the Morris twins. Morris, yeah. Yeah, he was injured for the majority of the year. So, I mean, you don't know how that would have turned out. Thanks but, to Jokic. Yeah. Well, in the, it, fantasy purposes-wise – don't talk about my Jokic, okay? Um, Thanks to Jokic. So honestly, it, this this has to. If this team wants to be in the position that they have been in for the since pretty much the bubble, it, it there's no other there's no other way of saying it. But this team needs to legitimately every player needs to play at the most elite level basketball that they've ever played. You got to get Toronto Raptors Kyle Lowry. You got to get Bam out of Bayou from the year before that or even the bubble. You got to get Jimmy – well, Jimmy Butler is going to do Jimmy Butler. He has not sold down. So you got to get Duncan Robinson from the bubble. You got to get uh, uh, another great year from Tyler Hero because he did good last year. I, 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 I won't, I'll give him credit. He did good last year. He got his back. Let me ask you a question. Do you still see a fit for Duncan Robinson in that team? Now with, now with P.J. Tucker no longer being there, yes. Yes, I do. I don't know, man. I'm gonna have to see a lot from Duncan Robinson because no, he took again, a big step. He took I'm a saying. big step back last season, man. That's why I'm saying you have to get the most elite level basketball from all these guys. Max Struess, you cannot, you cannot get the inconsistency from Max Struess that you've been getting since he's became a key part of that that rotation. You have to get Caleb Martin. You have to get have him do what he does best, and that's he's a three and D guy. You have to get. I, I mean, you don't know what you're gonna get from the that rookie that they got, Nikola Jovic. It's Jovic, not Jokic, but Nikola Jovic. Um, he's a uh, he. He showed good, good, good signs. I didn't like what I saw from him in summer league at all. I was like, oh god, like this guy's just so. Uh, who the has ball. a better record, Miami or Toronto? Oh my, I I feel like Miami still finishes better than Toronto for sure. Okay, Miami or Philly? Philly for sure. Okay. So that means we had it around the same. I mean, I have my, I you know, between Philly and Miami, I have it between number four and number six. It's probably where I have Miami as well. Maybe five or six around there. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I don't see them. I don't see them struggling in the play, like getting a, like fighting out of the play, and like they're gonna make the playoffs. But it's it's not gonna be by like, oh my god, like no one's touching the Heat. Um, and again how I'm saying elite level basketball from everybody and for I just want to see it just because I know he has it and I know it's it's the revenge tour for for Vic um he's been posting it all on his socials if you don't follow him go follow him he's po- posting great content um and shout out and shout out raw with her new single uh, that that shit fire that shit a little bop bop so um but yeah man uh, it, Victor Oladipo bro I'm 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 excited I'm I'm I know we're going to see a different side of Victor Oladipo that we haven't seen since his, uh, you know, before the injury, and no, no other way to do it but over there in Miami because they they definitely are gonna need the help. But I know if there's no other better place to do it, and with another set of guys like over there in Miami with Jimmy Butler, Bam, Kyle, and 
of course, you still got one of the best coaches I ever coached, and that's Eric Spolstra. So I'm just hoping that they 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 don't take a huge step back. That's all I want to say. I I I'm 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 still gonna root for them. You already know, but I I just don't want this to, you know, I, I don't want this team to take a major step back. That's all. Yeah, I mean, I don't really have much to say about Miami. I'm not a Heat fan, so. No, oh, yeah, I know. You always, you always like every single time we talk here, you're like, oh, there he goes. This, name, this guy loses. He's gonna fucking start talking. About I'm just, I, I don't know, man. I just, I just, I don't know, man. It's, it's just a lot, man. Right, like, Miami. Let's keep it moving, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so let's talk about the another team that's expected to make a lot of noise in that um. Uh, in that same division, in that in, in just the Eastern Conference in general, and that's the Atlanta Hawks. Maybe this team, Atlanta, I am excited about. They, yep, they, this is a team that a lot of people are expecting big things from them. Um, and that, and that starts with just the the addition of Dejounte Murray. They didn't trade nothing, honestly. Another <laughs> another kind of Donovan Mitchell type trade, um, and got a you know a, a bona fide All Star in in Dejounte Murray. I mean. A lot of people are skeptical skeptical to see how him and Trey Young are gonna work together, but me and you, we've spoken about it and I don't think I don't think that's gonna they're gonna have a hard time adjusting. I don't think I, I don't think they're gonna have a hard time adjusting. I mean you got a guy who is a pass first type of guy who can still shoot it if he needs to, a guy who's athletic, could could drive it in the paint, athletic, and a guy who could just knock down any shot from anywhere in the court. That's Trey Young. So you alleviate a lot of stress off uh, Trey Young when it comes to ball handling. You have another year under your belt, hopefully a full healthy year, because I think that's the reason why he took a little bit of a step back last year, and that's DeAndre Hunter. Um, we gotta see a we gotta see the Sacramento Kings version of Bogdan Bogdanovich. They drafted AJ Griffin, the son of um, of uh, NBA coach or assistant coach um, Adrian Griffin, who used to play in the NBA as well guy came from Duke so that he could, he could turn out to be good he could be that three three and D guy for them that they've been wanting another year of Clint Capella I honestly don't see Clint Capella being part of that team uh, really by the end of the season I think that wow I think that they're aiming to see how the start how the season starts and I think they're eventually gonna go they're gonna want to rock it out with uh Onyeka Okongwo I mean, I, I like him, but I like him too. But I but, think, but, but I, I wouldn't I wouldn't trade Capella, bro. Money wise, bro. Money wise, it's all based bro, on. Bro, if money. they didn't let John Collins walk, what it's makes different, it, bro? John Collins it, is still young. You got to remember that it's all ba- it, like I get it. You need the vets and stuff like that. You need an older guy in that locker room to you know keep it keep it sane. But I just think that the the way that they're going, I think that if they can get the solid bench pieces. Or a solid bench piece to complete that team, and Clint Capella has to be the guy to go. I think that they will be okay with um, Okongwu and whoever they end up getting in return for Clint Capella. I'm not knocking Clint Capella. I think that he is a he's the perfect center to have on a championship level team if you got a team full of scores already, and all you need is that defensive anchor on in, in the interior. But I just think that's what I see. If it doesn't happen, cool, fine. Because you still got um, Okongwu as your backup center, but for me, I think that Clint Capella gets traded before the at the end of the season. But I could be wrong. I'm not saying I want it to happen. I just say I, that's what I feel will happen. Yeah. So, what are your takes on the Hawks? Uh they're, they're my number four team in the East. 
You got him number four? I got him number four, right behind those big three that I said, the Milwaukee Bucks, the the Nets, and the Celtics. Not in that particular order, but those are my top three teams in the East. And just right behind them, I have the Atlanta Hawks. So you have them ahead of the Cleveland Cavaliers? I have, yes, I have. I have the Cleveland Cavaliers as my number seven team in the East. Yep, I got so you know what? Let, let me just tell you my standings, right? Since we're since we're talking about the standings, um, I got number one. I got this is not the this is not I got Milwaukee number one, but because I, I feel like Milwaukee is gonna have a better regular season doesn't mean I got to win in the doesn't mean I got to win them the East, right? But I got Milwaukee number one. I got Brooklyn number two. I got Boston number three. I got Atlanta number four. I got Philly number five, Miami number six, Cleveland number seven, uh, Toronto number eight. I feel like I'm missing a team. No, let's put Bulls number eight, Toronto number nine, and then I got uh, Orlando Magic number ten. That's my top ten in the East. I mean, it doesn't sound it doesn't sound like oh my fucking like it doesn't sound crazy, but I it it, it sounds crazy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it sounds crazy from the fact that they're going from number eight to number four. But if you really think about it, the improvement that they uh, that they're gonna get from just adding Dejounte Murray, a, a guy that will bring you defensive A one plus plus plus, and and the fact that he can also he actually is a very good fit in that team. No, no, no. I agree with the with the fit. I, I, you know me. I'm, a, I'm a huge Dejounte Murray fan. Um, I just, I, I don't know, man. I just think that they, they, they are Danilo Gallinari not being a part of that team. It, to me, I get it. He wasn't, he wasn't a key role player. Like he wasn't, he didn't have the season that he should have had on that team. But um, we still don't know if we're gonna get the 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 Sacramento Sacramento King. You just don't know what's gonna happen. Like outside of Trey Young and Dejounte Murray, who else can you depend on? Outside of Dejounte Murray and Trey Young, yeah. I mean, you have um, like that you could truly depend on. I mean, I don't know about truly depend on, but I mean, you still have players that are gonna score. I mean, Bogdanovich is a scorer. DeAndre Hunter, he'll give you good minutes. John Collins will give you good minutes. I mean, you obviously need the team to be healthy, just like you would the the Brooklyn Nets to have Kevin Durant healthy. Just like if Minnesota, I mean Minnesota, just like if uh, Milwaukee loses Giannis, I mean, are they really gonna be Milwaukee without Giannis? Like if so the Hawks I mean, would be the the Hawks would be the the Milwaukee Bucks without Giannis? No, no, I'm saying I'm saying will Milwaukee beat Milwaukee? Like not beat? Will they be Milwaukee without without having Giannis? Oh no. Okay, so the same thing goes to Atlanta. Atlanta wouldn't be Atlanta if they don't have Trey Young. Obviously, health is gonna be a big factor, but if they're healthy, they're a top four team. I mean I, I, I mean I don't disagree with you, but I, I like it could again it could it could go it can go uh there this this past year they they were they were derailed by injuries. I mean you gotta think about it also the year before Without all these moves that they made, without the move that they just made, the year before, they were in the Eastern Conference Championship. People forget about that real quick. 
No, no, no. I I remember that. That's what I'm saying. That that's why I'm not like I'm not saying like oh no like you're you like even just you saying that they might be fourth. Like, and I'm, and I'm not if everybody's with waiting for DeAndre Hunter to take that next step up, I mean. And, I'm but not that's saying the thing it's going to happen. Now adding DeJounte Murray, does that put you a step back from possibly getting DeAndre Hunter to that next step? We or, don't know that. Maybe it could be that boost to get him to the next step. You you're don't know right. That. But then also just keeping John Collins. Could that possibly keep DeAndre Hunter from uh, from uh, from scratching that surface? My thing is you can my thing is you're asking where where are your other weapons gonna come from? You're just mentioning them right now. You got DeJounte Murray, you got Trey Young, you got DeAndre Hunter, you got Bogdanovich, but honestly, you got John Collins. But honestly, from the outside looking in, you can't, outside of the uh, Trey Young and DeJounte Murray, right, just going based off what we've seen from him in, in his Spurs days, because we haven't seen him in a Hawks jersey when it counts. Um, okay. We we don't know, like, you really, you can't. You can, absolutely cannot trust anybody else on that team outside of those two. And that's just like completely honest. I, I I'm I'm not telling you. All right, so who do you trust in Milwaukee aside from Giannis and Middleton? In Milwaukee, uh, Drew Holiday. Do you really trust him? There's no, there's no guy, there's no third option on that on that Hawks team that compares to the to a player like Drew Holiday. And you cannot say that. Oh yeah, no, DeAndre Hunter or John, no. Not even for like the size difference or whatever, but you you know that with a guy like Drew Holiday, you could win. But okay, you don't say so- that. You don't say that with you don't say that with John Collins or DeAndre. And I'm not knocking them. You know, I'm 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 fans of both of those guys. And I'm not I'm not I'm not trying to discredit them from any any like the the, the player that they are or anything like that. I'm just saying like I just I it to me to me force is like the max that they can get. Yes, 100% fully healthy. If they if they've been literally. Worked, been working more on the uh, on the on the chemistry for sure. That's what's gonna get them there. The chemistry to me, because the the way they all these guys play, the the talent is is incredible. It's beautiful. So yes, fourth, based off talent. Um, but based off chemistry is the reality of to me is what's gonna keep them within that top five in the East. You know what I'm saying? Like chemistry is what's gonna get them there and. And them sticking together when adversity hits, because when adversity was hitting them last year, that's why they finished. That's why they finished where they finished last year, and that was eighth. Listen, you don't always need three top players. No, I you think, don't. I'm not I think that. two. I think two is just enough. I think with what they have going on in Atlanta, um, you know what they've developed, I feel like they have enough to make that number four spot. Obviously, only time will tell. Four, five, six. They'll definitely they'll they'll definitely be in. They won't have to go through the playing tournament. I'll tell you that. No, I mean, I probably not. No, I, I just so, honestly, I mean, uh, like I, I would love to see them have a great bounce bounce back year. I was very disappointed on how they how they played last year. Um, shit, even at moments, I I was disappointed in seeing the way how Trey Young was playing. But and it wasn't even like, oh, like you you're playing bad. It was because he you could tell that he had he had to be the guy to take those shots that were bad shots because you couldn't depend on anybody else. And now he has somebody to take that load off in DeJounte Murray. So I'm excited to see that. I'm excited to see that John Collins got to stay there and he didn't decide on just wanting to take the bus and go somewhere else. Um, so, yeah. and, and I, I want to see if DeAndre, DeAndre Hunter with a healthy year, how he could, how he could impact that team in that starting lineup. So I'm excited to see it, but I'm just like, it, it, there's a lot of what ifs with that, with that team for me. Listen, let's finish it up with this uh, Southeastern division. Um, obviously, to finish the East, we got the Wizards and the Hornets. 
Just quickly go. Let's talk about the Wizards real quick. Um, Bradley Beal returning back. Um, I mean, there's not really much going got the, on. Got the, the thing fucking is, bag. Beal. A lot of injuries. Um, a lot of injury prone players. Uh, let's see what they can do when they're fully healthy. I mean, Persingas hasn't played a full season in a really long time. Bradley Beal's coming off a really, you know, really bad injury. Look, so I'm I'm gonna I'm just gonna say this because again, we're not gonna there's not much to talk about when it comes to the Wizards, because I mean let, let let's call the spade a spade and they kind of been kind of irrelevant ever since like the injuries really started taking toll with that team when they still had John Wall and Bradley Beal together on that team. But seems like a century ago, bro. It's been it feels like a long time, yeah, for sure. But I honestly, truthfully feel like that's why I said like when you ask me about the Magic, I see that other team like the 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 Wizards, bro. I, I mean, a healthy team, top to bottom. I mean, they're not they're not terrible. Um, they have the potential. I mean, you got and then getting let's be serious, veteran, getting, be veteran, getting veteran guys to come off that bench in Will Barton. And Monte Morris is a huge help because that's something that they've been missing even years prior to that, and that's been bench help. So getting guys like that, guys who've been in the playoffs, um, it, it takes a lot off Bradley Beal where he doesn't have to immediately go back into the game right after. Um, we, again, going back to what you said, Chris at Porzingis, let's see what he ends up doing. They said that he's st- this is the first summer that he's been fully healthy to work out and shit, so – that's always good to hear, right? Um, he's only still 27 years old, so he's still very young. Rui Hashimura, he looked really good in these preseason games. So uh, let's see if he has a you know um, a good year. Who else? Daniel Gafford, another big that's shown stints that he could you know hold his own in the uh, in this league coming off the bench. Delon Wright, you know another another backup point guard who's you know has played well in every team that he's been in. Another vet. He's not gonna play much, but it's still it's all about veteran leadership on in that locker room, and that's Taj Gibson. So they got Taj Gibson off the bench, so or you know inside of that locker room to help them out. Cal Kuzma, who's uh, I don't even know, I don't even to call him the shooter. What what do, what do you call him? Cal, does he still have the blonde hair? Cal nah, bro. I think Cal Kuzma got his natural hair color going on still. I think does he really? Yeah, I mean he's bringing relevance since he left. I mean he he had a good season last year, but yeah, yeah, good. I yeah, mean Kyle Kuzma's for Kyle Kuzma. He's gonna he, give you. He's a he's literally a walking bucket. Like he's either gonna have he's either gonna have a a, a good shooting night or he's gonna have a terrible a terrible shooting night. And end up with like eight points. So no, I'm not even gonna lie. I forgot Tosh Gibson was even in the NBA. <laughs> yeah, he, he was with I the Knicks last year. To be honest, I, I low key thought he retired. So just just seeing Tosh Gibson in Washington is already surprising to me. Um, yeah, I mean, now that you say it's their team, you're saying it from top to bottom. On paper, they're not that bad. But in reality, I don't expect the Wizards to be any more, any better than the Orlando Magic are, so. Well, that's what I'm saying. But, like, just because of the fact that they have vets and they have an actual superstar in Bradley Beal, like, that's the reason why I'm like, okay, if you want to talk right. about 10 seed. But their their biggest question mark is is staying healthy. I mean, just like every other team. But oh, yeah. Well, dumb especially, man. I mean, just well, it's, only it's been a lot of, it's been, it's been some tough years for Washington. Yeah, and and it sucks, man, because you you know you oh, and let's not forget too. They ended up drafting Johnny Davis out of Wisconsin, that's their rookie right now. So he um, let's see how he pans out. But um, yeah, it, you just hate to see a guy like Bradley Beal, you know, being uh being stuck in a situation like that. Clearly, he sees something that a lot of people don't, and he decided on resigning with them. Um, he he 
hit a lot of key notes and a lot of key question marks with his, you know, with that resign that he did during the offseason in JJ Reddick's podcast, The Old Man in the Three, when he was just recently on. So if you guys want to know about that, go tune in and he explains a lot. But um, you got to respect it. The guy, the guy's like, he's, he's literally just like Dane. They can go anywhere else, but the side of wanting to stay with the team, they they want to have that feeling of winning with the team that they started the struggles with. So you got to respect it. No, that doesn't that doesn't diminish the player that he is. You know what I mean? It doesn't. So because I mean we're it's safe to say we're both fans of Bradley Beal, even though you traded him for Ben Simmons in fantasy, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I'm a fan of Bradley Beal. I know, I know, I know, bro. I'm just, I just. I just I can't say I have the same expectations I had three years ago. You feel me? And he's a Gator, so you know what I mean. He's yeah, a he's, I, he's a Gator boy. I can't have those same expectations because I mean, you talk, you were talking about Bradley Beal win. Being, I think he won. Didn't he win like the scoring cha- the scoring championship or the scoring the scoring belt that I year? Think, yeah, I think one of the years that John Wall was still on the team, but when John Wall was out for the whole year. Yeah. yeah so I mean, you, 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 Bradley Beal was a superstar, so you can't expect that same intensity after coming off that bad of an injury. So. Exactly. So uh, let's move on. Let's finish it off with that with shit, with, uh, with the last team in the Southeast Division. That's the Charlotte Hornets. Finished um, in that tenth spot in the playing tournament. Ended up losing. They won't make what, it. What What are your expectations for the for the Charlotte Hornets? Uh, survive. I mean, I don't. I, I mean, <laughs> let's, let's look at the preseason. They're zero and five. They can't yep. even win a preseason game. What makes you think they're gonna win a regular season game? I mean, I I, I I I'm trying to make it as nice as possible, but I mean. Lamelo Ball, you know he got hurt. Um, he's gonna miss first couple of weeks of the season. Uh, James Bucknight is not looking like the James Bucknight, you know everybody nope. wanted. Um, Terry Rozier, it looks like he, you know he's gonna be Terry. He's gonna have his. He's a streaky shooter, so he's gonna have his nights. But Terry's Terry, man. He's not the same Terry that he was in Boston. He had a great. Um, he, I, I'm I'm sorry, but he had a good year last year. He did. He had a good. He had his he, matter of fact. He had, he had his no, best. No, 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 his, best no, no, no. his best year in Charlotte since he's gotten there was last. Correct. Year. This was his best year in Charlotte, not the best year of his career. No, no, no. We all know his best years in his career were in Boston. Correct. Yeah. So now going back to last year, he had a solid season. Okay. The thing is, we were so stuck to mediocre the years before that we thought last year was a great season, when in reality it was a good season. Well, right. All right. So Terry Rozier is a solid player. He's going to be one of those players that's a streaky shooter, but he's not going to give you that every night. And that's no. where the problem is. Right. You need somebody that can be consistent every single night, in and out. Losing Miles Bridges, well, we don't know his status, but as of right now, losing Miles Bridges, that is going to be the biggest reason why this team is taking a step back. LaMelo Ball, that's LaMelo Ball's man. No, yeah, that's his, that's that's, his, uh, that's his throw, boy. throw it up in the air guy. Throw it up in the air, Um, run with him. Uh, you know, get open, shoot. He does it all, but not having there on that team, who's gonna fill in that? Who's gonna fill in that void? Cal, Kelly, uh, Kelly, uh, Kelly Uber. Uber? Yep. His brother, Leandro Ball, if he even makes the team. No, I mean he's. I mean we. Unfortunately, we all know. I mean PJ Tucker. I mean uh, PJ, PJ, Tucker. Washington? PJ Washington. Yeah. I mean, is PJ Washington gonna gonna take a step forward? I mean, who's gonna be their center? Mason Plumley. Okay, is it, it, that the starting center that you guys want? I mean, oh, is, is no, that, I mean, that... no, ideally, ideally, that's why they drafted Mark Williams out of Duke. Right, but is Mark Williams going to be that guy? Because he hasn't shown me anything yet. 
No, he, I mean, he hasn't. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, like the team, there's so many question marks on that team. I, I'm with you 100%. That's why I don't have them making the playoffs. I have them literally finishing like about 12th um, in, in the in the East. So, like, I don't I don't see them really making a spot. Like how you said, it, it the them not knowing the, the uncertainties surrounding Miles um, Bridges, it, it's – it's suspect with this team. And even if they have Miles Bridges, at best, they were going to be what? If they made it 10th last year, they're at best making it ninth in the play-in. If I mean, Gordon Hayward, Bridges, Gordon Hayward's not getting any younger. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, another that's another guy, Gordon Hayward. Ever since he's got there, hasn't done nothing. It, it, if it's not – look, everybody on that team is younger than 30 years old. The only two that are older or past 30 is Gordon Hayward at 32. And Mason Plumlee at 32. And outside of that, nobody is over. I'm looking at the at the roster right now. No one's over 28 years old. And that's Terry Rozier. That's insane. That's a young team. Like super young team. And a team that hasn't made it to like the playoffs or deep in the playoffs to even be like, oh, even though they're young, they have that experience. They don't. Yeah, so not really. Not really much more to say about Charlotte, man. I mean, they they're just one of those bottom bottom of the bottom of the league team. They're gonna be in contention to that Victor sweepstake. Um yeah. possibly, man, possibly. This but, East but, took, took a really but, long time, man. But I mean, let, let's they they do have a brand new coach. They ended up firing James Borrego in the offseason, and they ended up bringing back Steve Clifford, who um, last time when he coached the Magic. I feel bad for Clifford. That's not a good situation for him. Man. It's not. Honestly, it's not. I mean, I love Coach. I, I think he, he would have been a great fit somewhere else. Um, I've been want, I was expecting for him to come back soon, like, you know, too soon, but I didn't think he was gonna go right back to Charlotte. Um, I felt like a, a team like Sacramento could have been an option. So um, he, he left Orlando because he didn't want to rebuild. Right. And then well, we he didn't know that the Miles Bridges shit was gonna happen. So let's be I real. mean, come come on. Even if they have Miles Bridges, were they really gonna contend? But they were not rebuilding. You got pieces to build around in Lamelo and him. And I, uh, I, I and, guess, and, I guess. You right. you get what I'm saying? Yeah, and no matter what, I think there's something there that he has, the connection that he has with that with the ownership group, clearly with Jordan. So there's something there. But you know, I don't knock Coach Sleeve like he's a great coach. He's a good coach. He's just been in bad situations when he's been a head coach somewhere. So all you could do is just wish him the best, and I guess I hold him the best. So it is what it is. But shit, man, look, we 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 were we were wanting to talk about the West. We went too much into detail with every team and every like every team in the in the Eastern Conference. So when we talk about the West, we are um, gonna talk about just a few teams per division. Maybe Listen, we one. have to go hardcore on the East because you know the Orlando Magic on the East. We gotta we gotta represent the East, but and because West, the, the East is super exciting this season, so that's another right. Reason. The West we're gonna run through it. It's not gonna be as detailed, um, but there is gonna be a part two. Yeah, there is gonna be a part two. So you hearing this right now? This is just clearly for the Eastern Conference teams. So um, part two for the West will be out Monday morning. Same time per usual, 6 a.m. Um, it'll be the day right before the NBA tip-off come, um, you know, goes on full swing that following Tuesday. So we'll drop that on Monday. So yeah, hopefully next week. That just sounds like we're about to give you guys a fucking two-piece. So that's gonna sure. be one. That's gonna be one for because we're gonna have to talk football. We haven't talked football, so we're gonna uh, have we, to. We, we can talk we football next long. week. We can talk football next week. Right. That's what I'm saying. Next week. Yeah. We, next week is football. Um, for the for the new episode for episode sixty four, but we're gonna keep sixty three out with part one and part two. So um, 
yeah, man, we'll see you guys Monday. And then we'll see you guys in the following week for football. And we'll keep you guys posted, give you guys our takes on how, you know, these past few weeks have been going with football right now. So, yeah, man, enjoy this one. Let us know what you guys think in the comments. Uh, what You know, if you guys think we're crazy with these predictions on certain teams. Um, and what do you think your favorite team in the East? Like, who you think is going to end up being at the top? Who's going to be in the bottom? Who's Orlando the Magic. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. The Lu- not the Luka Magics. <clears throat> but, yeah, man, we'll what's see your, you guys. What's your hate, bro? Why are you such a hater? I'm not hating. You are hating, bro. Nah, bro. Alright, twenty part two. Part two. We're gonna continue this later. Part two. <laughs> we'll see you guys, man. Enjoy part two. Holla. Peace.